Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, I'm so glad you're with me tonight. Praise the Lord. We got our two-day soul summit. We've been talking about supernaturally soulish development. How do I do it? What do I do? How do I go about functioning in this arena? And tonight, I'm going to carry, tonight and tomorrow night, both nights, 7 o'clock, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be bringing these truths to you to help you. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the power, the position, and the promise of meditation. It's going to be powerful. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about the key elements of confession. Now, these two nights are going to be life-changing. All right, so I really, really want you guys to get ready. I'm going to give you some time, get the family. This is our midweek. Why am I doing a soul summit? Because I really believe that you have to have um, um, special teaching in certain subjects because there's no way we're going to be able to just um, finalize these things in a, in a Sunday or a Wednesday. So these are the components of developing the soul. I've been talking about them all month long. I'm going to continue. So tonight and tomorrow, you don't want to miss. I promise you, most uh, people um, don't really understand how valuable it is to meditate and confess the word of God. And because we don't understand the value of it, sometimes that is why we're, we, we lack in the ability to do. And one of the things the Bible says is this. It says, very clear, we perish for a lack of knowledge. And this is the part that really challenges me the most. And I really want you to hear me because I think this is so good. I know you guys are paying attention. God is not going to change who he is. He can't. He'd be a liar. So he built the system and he said, okay, here's the system and here's how the system produces the results you want to see. And we're outside the system sometimes because we don't know how. We don't have knowledge. Without knowledge, we perish. Now, I'm not going to sit here. I'm talking five minutes a day. I'm not talking breaking records of spirituality. You know, that I think... Let's build these truths, and then, you know, we'll take the offering, and we'll get in this. I want you to get, like, kind of ready internally, so check this out. This isn't, like, 45 minutes a day. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, if we start giving three to five minutes a day praying in the Spirit, this is why the app, three to five minutes meditating, and you know what I'll do? I'll start adding some meditative moments in, in the app, so that we, so get the Chris Turner Ministries app. You got to get that day. That's how I can coach you on a daily. So now I'm like, I'm in the spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm thinking about the word. I'm confessing the word of God. Now, let me show you these two. Meditate and confess. I didn't even understand this till like a couple weeks ago, man, when I was really processing this. Like, oh, I need to meditate. This tonight's going to be powerful. So just let me get in that in a minute. You know what I mean? Just like, why am I doing this? If I don't know the benefit, I don't do it. And because I don't know the benefit, I don't challenge myself. But here's what I want you to do. Everybody just take like that big exhale, like, this is great. I'm not talking about doing this for 45 minutes a day. I'm talking three to five minutes here or there. So if you're taking a couple minutes and praying in the Holy Spirit and a couple minutes meditating and a couple minutes confession and a couple minutes, your couple minutes a day are going to start bringing change and transformation. So it's the small steps that lead to big gains with God. Because this is what happens is, when do I need God the most is probably when I'm challenged the, be the most. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, man, I really, you know, I don't know, man. Like, it's like, when do you need help? 
you know, in any area of your life. You know what I'm saying? Is when it's pressing on me. You know, when do I need help picking something up when I can't pick it up by myself? When do I need help, you know, doing something when I, when I don't have understanding? I got to get somebody that understands it to help me do it, right? So this is life, you know what I mean? I think God's okay with it. Like, hey, guys, I don't expect you to be locked up with me, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week in some closet. As we do life, we're gonna lean on God a little bit more in certain seasons, and he's okay with it. My job is to develop you in these principles so when life throws like a curveball at you, you're ready to handle it. Like, oh, okay, I've been preparing for this, and now I know application. So it's one thing, this is what I've designed my life to do in this next season, not to be like, you know, kind of like stoic in my thought here. You know, it's like, I, you're gonna know what to do. Whether you do it or not, that's up to you. But you're gonna know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna give you the tools. You ain't gonna be like, oh, whoops, Pastor Chris didn't tell me what, what was coming. No, I'm gonna show you what's coming. And then if it hits, you can get better, but you're gonna know what to do. You're gonna know how to meditate. You're gonna know the principles of the gospel. So that's what I'm talking about, amen? So tonight's gonna be awesome. So stay in your notes, rock and roll, Take some really good notes. I'm gonna talk about a lot of stuff I haven't. We got mindful meditation in the series, but this will go, this will piggyback for media. This will piggyback with that and it'll expound it even more. Amen? So praise the Lord. How many are excited about sowing some seed? Glory be to God. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, uh, Passion Translation. I've been using this. I like this. It says here, it says, here's my point. I'm, I'm gonna stay in this whole, this, this, this offering kind of like mode for, for the month. I was thinking about, there's a lot in here. It says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. The one that sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from the heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with, with more than enough of everything, every moment, in every area. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Now, I want you to look at this, right? And you can see this. We're talking more about Look at verse 9. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. So you see right there, nine? We've been adding to this. You know, we're gonna keep adding as we go on, but, you know, and you can go any spot in there. He says, the generous heart, the guy who trusts God, and I love this, the guy who trusts God will not be forgotten in his giving. And that really blessed me. You know what I mean? It's like saying like, man, you know, you give self-sacrificially to God. A lot of you, you know, sometimes you just, you give when it, even when it's not convenient. God said, I'm not, God said, I'm not gonna forget the gifts you gave. And it's about trust. He, he, he says it in the word, trust. You see that one part, you want to put nine? Let me see nine. Because when you see nine, it really makes sense. Look what it says there. And it says what? It says the man who trusts in him. Do you trust in him? If you trust in him, then sowing is, is a part of your life. And I've, been, and I've been saying this, you know, it's like, it's really wild. But some people, um, this was really good. Somebody asked me a question not too long ago. They said, man, I want to give out of, I want to give a seed out of the years I didn't serve God is what I got out of it. And I was like, wow, you know what I mean? It's like, what do you mean? Well, I wasn't serving God and I was prospering, you know, in life. And I want to take, I want to take a seed out of everything I have and give it to God. And that makes sense 
when you get the understanding of God was trusting me even when I wasn't trusting him. You know what I mean? God was faithfully prospering you when you didn't even know some of these principles of tithing, when you didn't know this stuff, because he's merciful. And then once we know who he is and what he's done, man, that generosity to give to God is like, I want to almost, almost, it's almost like kind of weird, but you can't pay God back, but it's almost like you're like, hey, I want to give you a seed of everything just to let you know you're my everything. And I was like, it kind of like, sometimes those moments when people kind of mess you up, you know, you're like, wow, that's pretty much like God's got your heart, you know, and I understand the consciousness behind it because people are grateful because I don't have a dollar without God. And you can't take it with you when you're when it's over, it's over. It's like you're gonna leave them, you're gonna wind up leaving it to your kids and pray to God they don't just yeah, squander it and buy sports cars or something, right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Just pray like usually I don't mind you taking care of yourself, but my God in heaven, please invest some of it. Glory to God. Amen. That's why you got to invest it before you leave it for him. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord in that. But you know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's generosity. It's love. It's all about love and trust. You know, why do you buy a gift for somebody? Why do you give somebody something? Why do you bring something? Because you love them. You care about them. You want to show them out of your generosity. And I'm going to show you another thing, too. Um, your, gift, um, your gift is really important because um, it, it unlocks the joy in someone else. You know what I mean? And that's why, that's why you do it. So that's what we do it for God. We, God loves a cheerful giver. You know what I mean? Why? Because he wants to see us uh, uh, over, overly, overly excited about bringing him something. Amen? Well, we've got four powerful ways for you to give. They're up there on the screen. You know how to do it if you don't know how to do it. Amen? It's there for you. You could text to give 386-968-1103. is up there. Relevantfl.org slash giving's up there. You know the cash app is dollar sign relevantfl. You text your amount there, and of course, 920 Belleville Road. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for this arena of giving. I thank you for the seeds being sown. I thank you for the Spirit of God being released in the arena of their finances, greater than ever before. Thank you, Father, for leading and guiding, helping and providing. And we thank you for increase in the arena of wealth like never before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I want you to get these scriptures I want you, <coughs> excuse me, I want you to look at meditation tonight from a different standpoint. Go with me to Joshua 1 and 5. We're going to read 1, 5 through 9, and King James is fine. Uh, I, and I got another scriptural place for you, too, in a minute here. I want to show you. I want you to get something figured out tonight. Tonight, I got a little different take on meditation because a lot of people don't know what it is. Um, you must trans. You are going to transform your soul through the power of meditation. That's why I wanted to talk about this. But I want you to start looking at meditation from a different avenue because here's what what I've been I've been I've been seeing with meditation. A lot of time, and I've done this for a long time. I meditate, right, and then I get strong at meditate. Whatever those seasons are, and then life's going to bring something at me where I'm going to have to be stronger. And for all my life, I literally looked at meditate like, well, you meditate as preparation for what life's going to bring. Well, the Spirit of God just this week, it was over there, you know, said to me, he said, no, I want you to teach them meditation from the battle. And I thought, wow, what do you mean? He said, no, he said, meditation isn't something you practice. Now, Now, this is really, really good, so hear me. You practice meditation, but you don't practice meditation outside of the battles of life. It really has its permanent strength 
in the middle of the battle because it helps you become a rememberer. Because when we're in the battle, it seems so easy to forget who we are and what we have. That meditation, and, and it was Joshua where I really kind of seen it, meditation has been given to me and you as a preparation, but also as a focus. A preparation before the battles of life and a focus in the middle of the battles of life. And that is the pressure test of meditation because you have to realize that meditation isn't just the act of slipping away and running something over and over and over in your mind. That's a form of meditation. But how many of you know meditation is going to work in your life today? Whatsoever you meditate on is usually what comes in your recall all day long. Some of you are meditating on worry today. Some of you are meditating on how bills are going to get paid. Some of people are meditating on doctor's report. Meditate is just a, a, almost like let's just slip away from when he says, do not let this book of the law depart out of your mouth. It's your conscience. It's your awareness. So you might be aware of something more today than tomorrow. You're meditating. Worry is backward meditation. You see it? It's negative. Really what worry is, formal definition, worry is negative meditation. When we say, you know, if you think about something, right, if we say, well, people will talk, think positive. Thinking positive in a technical term of psychological things is really what? Thinking positive is meditation. You're, you're thinking, to med, fancy word meditate means what has your focus? That's all it is, really. And God wants you to focus on his word so you could, and I said this before, man, it's so good. So you could start, really, the definition I got I liked was you are really, I, 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 this morning was funny. I said, why is it so important? He said, because I want you to stay focused on the word long enough to paint upon the canvas of your soul. <laughs> I'm telling you, I want you to stay focused long enough to hold it and see it. And then it was funny, the image of what you see will eventually start to form in the arena of your mind. So you're renewing your mind. If you see the picture of the new you, you could become it. You can, you could basically, through meditation, you can literally, watch this, through meditation, this is how I saw it, you can live into the new you. Through meditating, if, in this thing, you could step into the brand new you. Through meditating, it gives you a, to observe to do, he says in Joshua, to observe to do. So what it's doing is meditating is doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing myself like a champion. I'm speaking health, wealth, wellness. I'm speaking the big things. I'm meditating, rolling it over. And then what I'm doing is, is I'm, I'm basically living into the image that I've created from what I saw. It's a force. Now, I want you to look at Joshua because he gives some truths, okay? So we're learning that this this is going to be from the battlefield. You know what I'm saying? You understand? Most cases, the failure to meditate is because we didn't understand the value of it. You see? Now, like, and this is what I'm saying. You're not spiritually not together. You're really together. I just don't know 
what's the benefit of it? So not knowing the benefit of it is going to leave me almost resistant to do it, but to, you're going to get the benefit of it. There shall not be any man to stand before thee all the days of life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you, and I will not fail you or forsake you. Now you see Joshua, he's in the middle of leading Israel. God's coming to him with the key. He says, here's how you can do it. Be strong and be of good courage, for under this people shall I divide the inheritance of the land, which I swore unto their fathers to give unto them. Okay? Only be strong and be very courageous. He keeps talking about be strong, be courageous. Why? You're getting ready to lead people someplace you've never been before, right? Okay? And what? That thou be strong, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law, right? The first five books of the Bible were the law, but he's saying the word of God now to us, be a doer of the word, right? Command thee, turn not from the right or the left, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou go. So the word of God's gonna let you prosper, don't let it. He says, this book of the law, and you could say because he was talking to Moses and Joshua, they had the book of the law. Or you could say today, in present day understanding, don't let this Bible leave your mouth. Shall not depart out of your mouth. Now tomorrow we're gonna talk about the power of confession. You gotta understand how important your words are. But we also gotta understand how important your words are in the place of soul alignment. See, because I'm in, I'm in a specific soul. I want you to understand, your, your spirit's done, man. You're perfect, you're going to heaven. This middle part right here, mind, will, and emotions, has to be reprogrammed, okay? Here's how you do it, right? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayst observe to do according to all that is written therein. Now, I want you to look at that. That is one of the keys of meditation, that you may observe to do you are going to do what you meditate on. It's a law. You see that? Does that make sense? Right? Meditate there in day and night. And you could say, why? You could just say, why do I meditate day in day and night? Because you're going to do whatever you think upon. And you shall make your way prosperous and have good success if you're thinking about the word of God. So if you start thinking about steak, come on, right? If you just keep thinking about steak, Looking at steak, why do you think we have commercials, right? I'm being serious. You know, they're not allowed to do commercials subconsciously. There's a lot of stuff that they realize that that's, you can manipulate people through a subconscious picture because of what you're putting in front of their eyes. They're not allowed to do certain things with commercials because they've realized these laws. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think you have commercials with a big old juicy steak? So you start thinking, man, that looks good. And in a week from now, you get desire. You start meditating on donuts, you're going to eat donuts. I'm telling you, this is what you've been seeing in the, why do we have commercials? Why do we, why do you think America has gone off the edge with this TikToks, Facebook, nothing wrong with it in balance. Tick, I'm on the thing now. TikToks, the Facebook, the Instagrams, why? Because images, image, we, we consume images at a rate and speed. You ain't reading books like this. How come reading didn't explode? How come reading, you got every kind of app in the world. I got apps all day for reading. How come nobody's reading for nine hours a day? Right? The select few are not. You know what I'm saying. What are we doing? Pictures. Pictures. We, we like images. Right? Come on. Right? We, we, we are image junkies almost. We want to see stuff. And then now we're getting so sensitized by it. It's like I used to need to see five images. Now I got to see 50. 
I'm on sensory overload for images. Everything's throwing an image. What does design fashion do? Shows you an image. What do car, car, image. Everything's an image, 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 likeness. So it's okay. So I get it. So you can see the world's using it to create something. What, is, what does rich look like? Right? It's an image. Come on. Think about what you're, think about what you're living, right? That, to, to live a rich life, wealthy, it has a look. Come on, right? Don't it? You know what I mean? It has a look. So everything, what's a poor life look? It has a look. What, everything got a look. What, we live in pictures. We don't live in words. That's what I was saying the other day. Nobody thinks dog, D-O-G. You think of your dog. It's a picture. That is why we have to make sure we're, a, and I'm going to say this. You have to make sure you are not just a rejecter of words because words are not the primary attack that the enemy brings. It's a picture that he brings. You know what I'm saying? They're pictures. Now, what does that mean? He doesn't, he doesn't come at you and go, oh, God doesn't love you. God doesn't love you. He says, hey, if God loved you, wouldn't it look like this? If God loved you, would your picture look like that? If God was for you, would your picture look like that? So he's fighting you with pictures. That's neither here nor there. But he says what? That thou may observe to do. Funny how he has an understanding of a principle from the word of God that is a law. Whatever you meditate on, you will eventually do. To do according that which was what? There. Now, I want you to see something here that's really kind of a, a, a formula because they kind of go together, and tomorrow I'll pull it all together. It says, this book of the law, verse 8, shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. So he said, meditate in what has been written. Now, let me show you this law. If you do not get a clear picture about what was written, you're going to program yourself to a lie. The moment you program yourself to a lie, he said, Get a clear picture to what has been written about you. He didn't say, see pictures. He said, see the word and put the word in the image. What does it look like? See it, become it, do it. And the enemy knows that if you get, see, that's why it's there. Abraham showing you the law of it in Romans 4. He said what? He said he believed what was written about him. You got to start believing what's been written about you. But most of us have an unclear picture of what has been written about us because we do not know the truth of the word of God. That's your job. So now let's start looking at this meditate. Now I could probably stay on this for nine months and I might actually extend the series just to get you there because I want you to get it. But do you see that law? He said meditate in what was what? Written. So that means obviously I got to read it. Don't let this book of the law depart out of your mouth and your eye. Keep it in your eyes. Keep it in your mouth. Keep it in your ear. Keep it around you. But what did he say? He said, that thou mayest do according to what was written. Come on, written. What is he saying? He's saying, read it. Read it and get a picture of what you read. Greater is he that's in me. What's great look like? What's greater look like? What's victory look like? You see what I'm saying? You have to project. See, this is what it happens. The word of God projects an image. You see what I'm saying? And now you have to encapsulate that image in your internal structure. Now watch why. Because my mind is falling. 
you got to realize something. Your mind is, when you fell, the fall of man, Adam's sin, the fall of man, your mind fell, your emotions fell, your will fell, your life fell, your body fell. Jesus forms you out of the dust, puts his spirit inside of you, brand new you. Your mind needs to be reprogrammed. Your will needs to be reprogrammed. Your emotions need to be reprogrammed. You are not allowed, did you get that? You are not allowed to pull that in on your own. You have to, you understand what I mean by that? Is that clicking? You make sense? You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't just let this, my, oh, I think this. You're not allowed to. You have to pull this in. So what does this mean to do, okay? And what? And this is a big one. You ready for this? This is huge. Huge. Check this out. So huge, right? That your mind will not, it's kind of wild, your mind will never truly grasp the new you until you reprogram it. It can't do it. It can't do it. It's void of ability until you reprogram it. Your emotions do not know how to respond until you reprogram. <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta reprogram it all. Okay, so let me say, what? Meditate. What does it mean? To close or continued thought the turning or revolving of a subject in the mind. Serious contemplation. Another definition means to resolve in the mind, imagine, and premeditate. Now that's big. Why? To resolve in the mind, that means to solidify it in the mind. You just say, okay, that's it. You gotta almost run it over in your head until you go, I take ownership of that thought and it has now become my truth. Because watch this, this is so good. Truth in the Bible is not experienced in your life until you've made the resolve in the place of meditation that it is my truth. It could be the truth of the word of God, it will never become your truth until you meditate these principles to success. And it might take an accumulation of truth to become a meditative principle within your life, to become a valid fact of your life being a non-negotiable of truth for you. Now, did you get what I just said with that? That means this, that, that means just like this, you're going, hey, the, is the Bible true? The whole book's true, but how much of it is true for you, you might have to have meditation or, or, or a solidification in the mind. Because I like what it says there. Does that make sense? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking to you guys like I'm talking to these guys. Right. Well, to resolve. What does it mean to get resolved? It's done. We resolved it. We had, a, we had an argument. We had a disagreement. We resolved it. Correct? So what, you, have, you have internal disagreements with the word of God that you have to resolve, and meditation is the process that helps you make that resolve. Because here's the thing. You go, well, don't look. Well, in the moment of the battle. See, this is the big thing. You're not really tested in meditation until the problem arises. So basically, you're just rolling. It's easy. Life's easy. Now I have to come to a place to resolve, and that's where I have to get soul agreement, because soul agreement without it. So biblical meditation is simply turning the word of God over and over in your heart until it produces a revelation of, of basically spiritual sight. You get that? So now you're seeing it. 
you've resolved it in your mind. You've resolved it in your mind. Now you got. Now here's the big thing too. It also paint. It brings resolve. It brings an image, and it brings a premeditation. Now let me explain that. The resolve is, I'm going with the word. I've now everybody's in a different place with that. Once you make it a resolve. You've resolved the problem. I believe God's for me. It doesn't look like it's working. I don't really care. I don't live by what I see. I live by what I believe. And you've resolved it in your heart that that's the way it is. Good, great. Now do you have the image of it? What do you mean the image? Well, we're working on three levels, right? Number one, it's agreement. Resolve means we've come to agreement with it. Number two means we've got the image of it. And number three means I'm premeditating the action steps that are gonna go create it. You see what I'm saying? So one is, have I agreed with it? Most people have never even stepped into step one of meditation, agreement. They don't even know, oh, I think, I don't know. How in the heaven are you going to see it until you agree with it? And how in the world are you going to do it? Now, premeditate is kind of like this. Like, what do you mean premeditate? You know, he said that in the Bible. He said, don't think of what you're going to say when you get there. You know what I mean? Don't premeditate your thought. Just know when you get there, you're going to show up. I want you to preemit. I want you to preview your production of function in the future, meaning this, that I'm going to go, okay, I'm one with it. I resolved it. I got an image of it. Now I'm going to premeditate my victory. I'm going to go out there and just take this thing, okay? Because you can't have apprehension in action because that's really how fate's released. You see what I'm saying? But here's the thing. Most people ain't even agreeing. Like, say, okay, uh, sick. You know what I mean? Have you come to agreement, resolve? And meditate that by his stripes you're healed, great. Then you see your, Brother Hagin was saying this for 20 years. You got to see yourself well. All the great giants of faith have been saying, you got to see yourself walking. You got to see yourself moving. You got to see yourself using. That's imag- imagination to create a reality. And then what do you do? Take the step. Brother Hagin said it. He said, he said, he said, he was reading Mark 11, 23, 24. He was sitting on the deathbed of affliction. He read that Bible all night long. God said, he said, Lord Jesus, you do, I, you remember I told you that? He said this, he said, Lord Jesus, he said, in all due respect, sir, he had a vision, and he said, in all due respect, if you tell me right now, I don't believe I'd call you a liar, because I do believe. He read this mother's Methodist Bible, cover to cover, night after night, dying, incurable heart disease, on the deathbed of affliction, his heart stopped, he'd leave his body, he died, went to hell, the whole deal. I was there, man, I listened to all of it. And I said, what is this dude teaching us? And he said, he's, it wasn't experienced, now hear me. He said, I read Mark 11, 23, 24 later on. He said, but I went to the Lord and I prayed. And he said, I do believe. He said, I do believe. He said, in all, in all due respect, sir, he was talking to the Lord. He said, if you came to me right now and were standing in front of me and said, I don't believe, he said, in all due respect, sir, I'd call you a liar. He was talking to Jesus. He goes, because I do believe. And the Spirit, Holy Spirit said, you, you only believe as far as you know. It changed his life. He said, we do believe, but we don't know enough. That's why we're going to have knowledge. And that's what he found, Mark 11, 23, 24. And he said, whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be there, cast in his, he shall not down his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. And he said this, he said, right after I said it, three, four times, he said, the Holy Spirit said, said well, people are up at 11 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever time it was. And that's when he picked his legs up. He said, I pulled my legs over, and he said, I threw them over the side of the bed. And I put action to my belief. I'm premeditating when I'm going for it. I got it now. See what I'm saying? One is I got to come to resolve. Two is I got to see the image of it. Three is I got to have the action step. Problem with us is we want to get to the action step of meditation before we get to the resolve 
agreement and image. So if you want the other side, everybody, where's the miracle? They're here. They're waiting for us to develop to three levels of agreement in meditation. Number one, I agree with it. I made a resolve. It's my truth, not just the truth. Two, it's where I'm going and what I'm living because I see where I'm going. I'm not seeing where I was. I'm seeing where I'm going. I'm in my imagination. I'm not in my memory. I'm in my creative side of me. And three is what? I'm going to put the action steps to it. I'm premeditating my victory, and I'm going for it. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the guy that sees myself winning, amen, on the other side because I got the action to produce it. Okay, biblical meditation means what? I'm going to roll it over in my heart until it produces revelation, Okay. Meditation of God's word builds faith, okay? And we understand that. We understand that faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, the proof of things we do not see, the conviction of their reality. Faith, faith, perceiving as a real fact what is not revealed in the senses. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. You all know that. And they amplified, okay? But I, you don't have to go there. Just I want to tell you, meditation also builds inner strength to believe and the ability to hold on to what you believe. That's what meditation does, okay? I know you, you're pulling those in. That's why you take good notes, okay? Um, meditation, this is so powerful. Um, meditation feeds the imagination. This is such a good point. I want you to get this. So meditation feeds imagination and is our part in allowing the Holy Spirit to paint a clear picture of success and the truth of God's word on the canvas of your soul. You can actually see and believe God's promises before they manifest. That's the principle of what meditation is for. Seed time and the harvest is easy with this. I want to read that again. Meditation feeds my imagination, okay? So here's where this is, because you got to get something. The, the imagination side of mankind is in the soul. You understand that? Because that's where you think, you can imagine whatever you want to imagine. That's why it's not just connected to God. If you have a negative imagination, you're going to go to places you don't need to go, right? Think, say, do is in the this faith side stuff, but it's also what? Emotions, right? Mind, will, emotions. What do you mean mind? My imagination's in my mind. Let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus. What's he saying? You have the mind of Christ. Or you could have the mind of Chris. The mind of Chris ain't taking you nowhere. Come on, the mind of Christ is taking me to Christ's realities. Are you seeing this? So here's what happens is you meditate and you create the image in the mind to project the future you want to see. They're laws. So acceptance and rejection is over here in the, in the soul of man. So watch what it's trying to do. Meditating. Now watch my mind. Okay, my mind is trying to grab the picture that has been placed in my spirit. And now by meditation, I am pulling over into the canvas of the soul to paint the picture I need to see even though my circumstances don't look like what that word says. And you're becoming more real. So watch this. It's a force. Because this is what I asked the Lord. I was like, why is it so important? He said, because it's an image I want you to see of a, of a, of a person you need to become. So what he's saying is, you pick it up and you hold it and you look at that word and you're looking at that word and you're looking at that word 
the longer you can hold it, the more we can paint on your soul who you really are. You pick it up, you hold it, you hold it, you hold it, you hold it. Greater is he, you hold it. Victory, you hold it. While well, you got it, you're holding it. You got it, you got it, you're holding it. Now what do you, you're burning that image on you. And that image now starts becoming what you think, what you say, what you do, and what your mind starts working. So see, this is why it's so important. I mean, because this is really good. So what am I doing? Meditation feeds my imagination. What happens if I meditate on the wrong stuff? I got worry. I got fear. Where'd that go? Where's worry? Soul. Where's fear? Soul. Anxiety. Come on, guys. See it? Worry. Fear. Where'd that go? That got in the soul. That ain't in your spirit. God gave you love, power, and a sound mind. Love don't have no worry. Love don't have no fear. Love don't have no fear. I gave you all this, right? That's God's side. I, what, what did he say? God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. That's in your spirit. Now, if you're not careful, you will not reprogram the soulish side of your mind. And then what do you got? Worry, fear, fret, regret, all this stuff. So what I got to do? Hold that image, paint a new picture on that canvas. That's what you're doing. So this is why this is important. Think on these things. Now, now this is my point, right? Meditations for the battle. That's big. Meditation is what enabled Joshua to lead the nation of Israel to take possession of their inheritance, the promised land. But you know what happened there? Half those jokers couldn't get in. But the guys that meditated, Caleb and Joshua, understood. Why do you think Caleb and Joshua had a different kind of spirit? Because they met. Joshua, I'm going to tell you what. Caleb, I think, got it even more so through association because him and Joshua were together. And Caleb was bold like a lion, too. But here's what I want you to see. How in the heaven did Caleb and Joshua have a different kind of spirit? Because Joshua learned how to meditate. So when the children of Israel showed up, they're like, we're well, they, we, ain't, we ain't going in there. We got it wrong. We see ourselves like grasshoppers. Why you see? You say, we're well able. How come you got a different image picture inside of you? We've been meditating on something different than you boys. You boys are meditating on the problems and the giants and the land. We've been meditating in the word. I'm telling you, Joshua and Caleb were rubbing off on one another. That iron was sharpening iron. Caleb was probably like a little bit, how are we going to do this? Well, one day the Lord came to me. I'm telling you what happened, man. I'm telling you what happened. They were like, man, Joshua went in there. He's got to lead all these children to Israel. Moses is dead. This guy's got a job. Caleb was probably like, hey, Joshua, what do you know? He said, well, let me tell you what happened. When Moses died, I was freaking out. I knew I had to go divide the land and accept the inheritance. So you know what happened? An angel of God kind of came to me. Came to me and told me, meditate there and day and night to observe to do. Don't let the book of the Pentateuch leave my mouth. That's the first five chapters of the gospel of the, the, of, of the Old Testament. You know what I mean? And he said, that was Moses' law. He said, I meditated in it day and night that I'll be prosperous and have good success. Did you notice something about prospering and have good success? When you meditate, you got the right kind of confession. When you meditate, you got the right. We are like, wait, we went up there. They said the land's flowing with milk and honey. It sure is. God, God already told them they could take the land. Come on. Hello? You know this. He said, we're well able. Moses said we could take the land. They all said we could take the land. What did they say? They said, well, we can't take the land. We're grasshoppers. Who in the heaven told you you're a grasshopper? We see ourselves like grasshoppers. How did you get an image 
on the inside of you of a grasshopper when God told you you can have the land flowing with milk and honey. Wrong identification, wrong med. We're meditating. Giants and pro- you notice people that meditate wrong, they only see the problems in situations. People that meditate wrong, all they all they see is the obstacles in situations. People that meditate on worry for all they see is what they cannot do and be. People that meditate right and start meditating the word, we're well able. Can you imagine Caleb's nuts? Four, 3.5 million people are saying no, two, good, two dudes. That's how many people there were. That's what it was. The tribes of the land were the best of the best. They were spiritual giants. We're supposed to know something about God. They're all a bunch of punks running back. I ain't going, we ain't doing, we're grassing. Two guys out of 3.5 million, I don't know the exact number, but it was over 3 million people. 3.5 million people said no, two guys said yes. What were they meditating on? You know, I'll tell you what happened. Joshua said, hey, God came to me one day and gave me this vision. He said, if we meditate in the word, we'll be good and prosperous. Caleb must have bid on it or something and said, okay, if you're going to meditate, I'll meditate too. We're well able. How come you got a different report? They got a different report. They got a different spirit. They got a different attitude. They got a different sight. They got a different everything. How'd they get that? They meditated right. Now see, here's the thing. Power of meditation could change your future. Help you make how, well, I don't know, Pastor. No, you gotta. You gotta start meditating in the Word of God. Why is this? It's most necessary in pressure. It is a God-given process. I want you to understand that. It's the only way to do it. And I'm going to show you why you really need meditation. The number one reason why I believe you need meditation is this. It renews your mind. Because your mind don't know who you are. And you got to get in the Word, and your conscience is not safe till you teach it the Bible. That's why young believers are goofy. They got one foot in the And let me tell you, your mind's only is renewed. And the church ain't helping you renew your mind. Because half the church is weak because they tolerate sin. And the only reason why they tolerate sin is because they're uneducated about the dangers of sin. You know what I'm saying? Like, they say, well, Pastor Chris, you old school. No, I ain't old school. I'm renewed school. There ain't no old school about it. I say, man, no, I don't need to do that. Know ye not that your bodies are members and whatever you give them to, that will consume you? I ain't giving my members over to stuff. You know what I mean? You got to live tight. Scare the devil. That's why. You ain't doing it for spirituality, like, oh, you're so spiritual. No, I want to stay sane. That's why I do it. That's why you should do it. I don't need my mind unrenewed. I don't daydream, none of that junk. I got to keep my head tight. Why? Well, you say, well, you know, the devil, he's out there like a roaring liar. He ain't coming down my street. I'll kick him in his face. Look, God-given process that causes permanent change in your thinking. Did You want to change your mind? Look, I'm telling you, man, this is how you do it. If I can get you to meditate right, well, that's what he's trying to tell you in Philippians 4 and 4, right? He said, he said, he said, rejoice in the Lord again. I say rejoice. He said, he said, you want to go see that? What's that? 4, 5, 4, 5, 6, 4, 4 says rejoice in the Lord again. I say rejoice. Yeah, rejoice in the Lord and again I say rejoice. This is meditate. You want to see it? Watch right here. Watch 5. Watch 5. You reading this? Look up on the board. You can read it. Let your moderation be made known in all men. The Lord is at hand. Okay, great. Watch this. Keep going. Yeah, you know, take your time. Be careful for nothing. That's now in Amplified, it says, don't be worried, don't be anxious, don't be fretful, don't get all that. Well, where's that happening? That's reverse meditation. Worry, right? It says, be careful, don't take no care. Where am I gonna take care? In my soul. Take my soul out of prison, Psalm says. For it ain't nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let my request be made known to God. So now I'm praying and I'm telling God what I need, right? 
Okay, that's good. How many, got, how many got praying down and, you know, you pray and you ask God and you do that? Good. Now watch the next verse, though. Watch this. And the God, the God of peace, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Now go slow. That's your spirit and your soul. Your heart is where your spirit is. First Peter 3, 4, hit him in the heart. And your mind is where your soul is. He'll keep both your heart and your soul. He'll keep the heart. See it? And mind. Know what he's saying? I'll keep your spirit and soul locked in. Yeah, well, how do I keep? Now what do I got to do? Tell you right now, next verse. Right? And what? And uh, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things got a good report, whatsoever is love, think on these things. There, if there be any virtue, and if there any be any what? Come on, look at this. And if there be any praise, think on these things. Well, why do I got to think on these things? Meditate. Meditate is thinking. Keep thinking on these things. You know when you need meditation the most? When you get a promise in you. Think on these things. And then look, 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 look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Think on these things. That right therefore, so learn and receive in me do. And what? And the God of peace shall be with you. The God of peace is going to be with you. He's going to give me peace in the midst of the storm. If you can keep your meditation right, you can keep your peace. Oh, they're in the boat with Jesus. We're going to the other side. Oh, are we? Yeah, we're going to the other side. Halfway through the shipwreck ride, they feel like they're going to get shipwrecked. What do I do? Oh, wake them up. Don't you care we dying? Don't you care? Don't look right. This picture don't look right. He said, we ain't dying. He said, peace be still. See, you can't allow circumstances to start changing the meditation of your mind. That's where you lose the promises of God. Hey, Peter, come out here on the water. Come on out here. Uh, what do I do? I'm out. Oh, praise God, I'm out here. You start taking your mind off where your mind's supposed to be, you start sinking in the lake. This is the key. You have to keep meditation in the midst of pressure. You cannot let go of it in the midst of, in the midst of struggles. Okay? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. You got to get this figured out. It's a God-given process that causes permanent change in your thinking. Meditation transforms your thinking from the wrong thoughts to the right thoughts, from the lies to the truth, and mainly, I'm going to tell you right now, from the worldview to God's view. It accelerates your inner man. Accelerated it. It's necessary. Highly necessary. You know that? It's important. There's a power. Now write this down. There is a power that only meditation can give your spiritual life. Once you start knowing that this is a powerful tool. God gave, it's like a tool. It's kind of wild. It's kind of like God put meditation as a tool to transform your soul. And if you neglect meditating to transform your soul, you're going to neglect the growth in the arena of renewing of the mind. So there ain't no other way to do it. See, that's God. And that's, I wish I could teach God people this stuff. God ain't playing, man. There ain't no other way to do it. Well, I'm going to go, you ain't going to fit, you can't do it. I'm going to go try this. It ain't going to work. Well, why are you so staunch? You're so staunch about your stuff. Because how many know when God puts the system together, he don't want you to try to figure out a different one. He just wants you to use the one he gave you to get results. Now, if you really want results, this is how you do it. How hard is this? I'm giving you the keys. right? Something, once you start meditating something out of the word of God, it will begin to affect your imagination and how you see things. This is how you reprogram your head. You begin to see yourself in your situation the way God sees them. Did you get that? That's what meditation's about. I'm meditating the word 
so I can start seeing my situations the way God sees them. So once I start seeing my situations and circumstances the way God sees them, how many of you know your life's getting ready to change? Because you ain't going to be looking at the natural and go, look at this, it's screaming. You're going to be, no, no, I see a different kind of picture. Remember, that was the prophet. He showed up and said, show this kid what I see. He said, man, I see chariots and horses and angels. He said, yeah, you couldn't see that in the natural realm. How did they see victory in the middle of the wilderness? You got to get the internal picture to become your only projection. Woo, I like that. That's how you get that through meditating. You begin to see yourself and your situation the God, way God sees it. And here's, here's the key you got to know. If you see it, believe it, and act on it in faith, you're guaranteed supernatural success. That's how it works. Man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I like it. Remember Bartimaeus? I like that, that story. In, uh, I think it's Acts chapter 10. We don't got to go there. God used, God used this thing, right? In the New Testament, um, uh, well, there's one, a couple of days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Acts chapter 10, Peter did it on tomorrow. They went on a journey. But I, don't you remember blind Bartimaeus in the New Testament, right? He said he sat on the highway, he was blind, and he heard Jesus. And Bartimaeus saw his healing, and the moment he saw it, he what? He yelled out, don't leave me, man. Don't pass me by. They said, shut up, blind man. He said, I ain't shutting up. That's the Jesus, the healer. I could see if I can get around that guy. And what he said, he said, what do you want? He said, I don't want to be blind no more. He cried out. He had an internal picture of him seeing. What do you got to do? You got to put the steps to this. You got to recognize your moment. There's, all throughout the Bible, there's times you're going to see this stuff. Okay? I like it. I promise you it's true. But you got to start applying this stuff. Meditation creates brand new realities for you. Write that down. I love that. I love that. Meditation creates a new reality. Meditation causes you to rewrite and de- it's like this. Meditation causes a rewriting and destroys the old way of negative thinking. It is replacing fallen man thinking and replaces it with the thoughts and plans that God has for you. It helps you destroy ungodly images that you have internally portrayed of yourself. Now, this is why a lot of you got to live beyond the past because a lot of you got a picture of the past and you try to identify. See, here's the problem with identification. If you do not identify through meditating in the word of God, what the word of God says about you, you will by default meditate in who you're not and then create no place of change for yourself. So it's constantly trying to pull you back to who you were and you can't go there. You're not allowed to. Okay, so this is big. It's huge. Meditation. Changing. I got the last one for you here, too. Now, I want you to write this down. Meditation is a spiritual law, because we're going to go here in a minute. This is going to, meditation is going to cause 
It's a process that causes permanent change in your thinking. It transforms your thinking. Fixes you. But watch this. It's a spiritual law. Write that down. What's that mean? When God is trying to bring change in your life in areas, meditation of the word of God is going to be the tool he's going to use. It's the key ingredient, and it's something we've been commanded to do. It's not an option. God commanded his people to meditate all throughout the thing, okay? Even when, when Abraham wanted to believe God, he said, go outside and look at the stars in the sky. He's showing him a picture. Everywhere you look at the whole Bible, he's got people meditating. Psalm says, Psalms 119, my eyes prevent because I meditate in thy word. It's all over the place. Isaac went out to meditate in Genesis. He's trying to get you to see something greater. Biblical meditation, now this is, I'm giving, wrap this up, because I, I don't want to give you too much, because I give you too much, and then you're all over the place. But you understand, you understand the importance of this, and I'm going to show you how to do it. I'll show you how to do it, lift it up, pick it up, do all that. I'm going to show you that again one more time, because we need this stuff archived, because we're going to help a generation learn how to do it. But I'm, I'm solidifying my point. Why do I got to do this? It's a law. Remember gravity? You see gravity right now? It's here. You know, I've been, I've been pushing this a lot because it really helps people get it. Like, you see gravity right here? Now, I hope this works with the thing. No, but you see this pen? There's gravity. See what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying right here? You know what I mean? You see, you see gra gravity's right here. Where is it? But gravity's right here. No, it's right here. It's a law. It's a law. Goes up, must come down. Because even though gravity's all around me, I don't see it until I try to defy it. Or I operate in it. See it? Meditation is a law. But I don't see it. I don't care. It's a law. But I don't know. I don't think it's going to do nothing. Why don't you just walk off this roof? Come on, man. Because you know it's there even though you don't see it. But you ain't going to do it because your senses say, man, don't go too close to that edge. You fall. You've got to trust the laws of God more than you trust the laws of natural stuff. It's a law. Start meditating. Start changing your life. Okay? So now look at this, and then I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a way to do this at an even greater level. Okay? Biblical meditation is designed to renew your mind and expand your capacity to receive the promises of God in your life. It renews your mind and expands my capacity to receive the promises of God in my life. It's a way to transform your thinking so you can think on a higher level. This is crazy cool. God gave you the meditative key to think like he thinks. Man, that is phenomenal, right? So this is what he says. He said, my ways ain't your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So I'm going to give you the tool of meditation to think like I think. Reach in yourself and pull it out. God gave me and you the tool of meditation to think at his level. Now, ain't nobody ever told you that. Now, I don't say that like, when I say that, it's for impact, not for audacity. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, look who you think you are. I don't, no, I know I'm nobody. That's why I got the job I got. So stay with me. Why did I say that? Did you know meditating? was going to make me, help me think like God thinks. I didn't know that. He had to tell me that to tell you that. He's like, I want you to think like I think. So I'm going to give you the tool to do it. It's called meditate. <sighs> what? 
Yeah. That's how you roll. That's how you do it. Watch this. So watch this. Check this out. It is the way to transform your thinking so you could think on a higher level on the frequency of God. Woo! So you got to remember, if it's too big for your mind, it might be too big for your hand. You got to expand your mind so your hands are bigger. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to do that? So this is how you do it now. Watch what happens, okay? You know, that's Joshua 1. You know, jo- I'm sorry, go to Psalm 1 and 1. Blessed is the man, you know this one. He shall meditate there in day and night. Sounds like Joshua 1 8. Joshua 1, blessed is the man that walketh not and the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate. That's the Bible. Day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What's that? Life. That bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf should not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. God wants our thoughts to be in agreement with his thoughts and with his word. When you meditate, now this is big. Woo! Telling you. I'm going to give you the key now. Keep you a little bit tonight. When you meditate, you're actually sowing, this is what I saw the other week, you're sowing word seed into your mind, which will grow. Yeah, it's so good. Because I was like, what are you trying to tell me, God? He's like, meditate. That's why tomorrow is going to be big. Don't tell me you're busy. Get on busy and get this stuff, right? You meditate, and then you put it in a word because it's in your heart, and then you speak it, and it goes in your soul and helps your soul grow. That's James 1.21, right? Remember that one? Put away, don't go there. But he says, take away superfluity and and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. So my spirit teaches my soul what to think, and I plant seeds in my soul to show myself where to go. That was that James 3 we used on that Sunday that week. What? Where my mouth goes, my body goes. It's a law. So guess what? Where your words or your mouth come out and tell your mind, it'll tell it what to think. It'll tell your emotions what to do. It'll tell oh, you the guide. You the guide of your life. None of this other stuff, right? Watch this. When you meditate, you are sowing word seed in your mind, which will grow. Whatever you sow, you eventually will see manifest in your life, and that's good or bad, truth or lies. You know that, right? For as What's Proverbs 23, 7 say? For as a man thinketh, so is he. Woo! So here we go. Ready? I'm going to give you four Brand new ways to put this adjustment, okay? Number one, this is the tool. This is the action steps. Number one, meditate. Meditate on the word of God, the seed of God that corresponds to the things or the promises you desire. Go find them seeds in the word and meditate on them. The Holy Spirit's gonna help you find them and lead you to them. Does that make sense? So if you need a sound mind, you know, God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Meditate in what you need. You need money, find some money seeds. You need some healing, by his stripes I am healed. Acts 10, 38, our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost of power, went about doing good and healed all those who oppressed the devil. Find your seed. Meditate. Two, visualization. You got to see it. Imagine, ponder it, speak over and over until you see Something happening to you, okay? 
You understand that? Speak it. Roll it over. Visualize it. You know what I mean? You got to start seeing it. Say it. Greater is he that's in me. See yourself victorious. I'm going to overcome that thing. I have a, I have a great marriage. Speaking to you, we, we have love and harmony in this house. Speak it and then see it and then start creating the atmosphere for it. Boom. Next one. This is big. Actualization. You know what that means? Act on what you see until it becomes a revelation. You got to actualize it. Just I'm, That's it. No, we ain't having no strife in here. We're going to have peace. You go somewhere and people yelling. I had this guy the other day. This, I, man, I'll find him. I walked in the store. I am my, my own business, man. I'm going to get a coffee. Dude looks over me. I said, how you doing, bro? Doing good, man. Hey, when I leave here, he was going off the rail, right? He was crazy about it. And I said, dude, I said, really? And I, I, knew, I felt sorry for him because the guy was like, he's like, I'm just going, man, I, said, I don't care. So you know what I did? I changed the whole atmosphere. I knew that I was going to what? I was going to bring actualization into the moment. What does that, does that mean? I'm going to act on what I know to be true, not what he thinks is true. He ain't got no true. I got the true. Changed the whole thing. Shifted it all. How'd you do it? Because I acted on what I know to do. Love was going to win. You know what I'm saying? Because love never fails. So what do you do? Act on what you see until it becomes a revelation. And number two, manifestation. Okay? How do you do that? You experience the physical reproduction of what you have already experienced on the inside. Man, that's strong. So you grow it on the inside before you ever see it on the outside. Manifestation means you experience the physical reproduction of what you have already experienced on the inside. I got news for you. You know what you're going to manifest? Who you really are. Now that means we got some reprogramming. Because if you're over here in your basket of emotions, that's what you got in. You got an emotional tree and you need some fixing. You're over here and we put you in manifest and you're all worried. Oh, your, your head is in left field, man. What you manifest is what you've been meditating. What you manifest is what you've been thinking. You watch your mouth, I can tell you what you've been meditating on. I'm so broke, got no money, sick and dying. And I know exactly where your meditate is, in the wrong place. See, people say, well, no, that's just who I am. That ain't who you are. Reprogram yourself. See it? Meditate what I need to meditate. Two, what I got to do, visualize it. You got to see yourself there. Three, actualization. What does that mean? Act like it's there. Come on, man. That's faith. Faith calls those things that be. I don't want to be a liar. You're lying if you lie. You know when you're lying? When you do out something outside the word of God. Act like the word of God is true and manifest it in the earth. Now, one thing is I teach you how to do with it. It's too, I like it. You know, I, I teach you that like, you know, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in me. He's in me. He's in me. I don't know. Do it how you want to do it. Write it out and circle the words you like. Greater in me is he. Greater. I'm bigger. He's in me. God lives in me. I don't know. Do what you do to make it work for you. But get the right image. You know what I mean? Take the time to meditate. Now, here's what I'm going to show you, okay? Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm letting you go. Pastor Chris, you got me praying in tongues for five minutes a day. Great. You got me on the app. I'm reading scriptures. Great. I need a couple more minutes now. What are you meditating on? Take a scripture a week and meditate it. Take one scripture a week and meditate it for the whole week. You have 52 at the end of the year. 
couple minutes a day, where do you need it? Now, what do I got to meditate on? Where you need change. Where do you need seed to create a brand new reality in your life? Now, Joshua, he told him, he said, meditate on the whole book. Why? You can have great success. Meditate that what's been written. Now, let me show you something right here. He t- now, think about this. Now, think about this principle, because this is a help. This is, this is really good stuff. Joshua, yes, sir. I want you to meditate on this book of the law. Don't let it depart out of thy mind and out of your mouth. Meditate therein day and night. Hmm. Why? Because I need this thing rubbing off on you. Funniest thing is that when Joshua gets to the end of the battle and shows up, what does he say? He said, go inherit the land. Right? And he said, we are, be strong and be courageous. Right? He tells him. Meditate there in day and night. What happens when Joshua and Caleb shows up in, in, the, in the book of Numbers and they're told about the inheritance to possess the land? They said, we don't see what you see. He said, I see us inheriting what God said we can have. It wasn't one specific area of meditation. It was one decision, but he told him meditate in the whole book. Why? It just starts changing. Anything you start meditating just starts changing your response to situations and circumstances as long as it's been written. You see what I'm saying? So you might be like, what about meditating on greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, and then next week I got to fight, I'm sick. Who cares? You just keep meditating what's been written. Trust me, when the pressure shows up, you'll say what's been written. You see what I'm saying? He tells him, you see what I'm saying? He said, meditate in this whole book. Okay, I'll do it. I'm meditating, meditating. He don't know what I'm leading the people. He's making decisions. But guess what? One day he shows up and says, claim your inheritance. He said, okay, we were able. Let's go. It wasn't one specific area. It was the life change of a meditator being confident when the circumstances and situations of life arise for you to be victorious. You don't talk like everybody else. You don't respond like everybody else. Three and a half million people got a stupid answer. Two guys said, let's go get it, baby. And you want us nuts about them two dudes? They didn't get it then. They all dropped dead outside. But Caleb and Joshua, was it, 40 years later, got their mountain. How'd they get it? They said, nah, man, we ain't quitting on that promise. We're going to get it no matter what. Why? Because what God said we could do, we can do. What God said we could be, we could be. And what God said we could become, we will do. And what God said we can have, we're going to get it. Amen? That's what happens when you start becoming a meditator. So start using those principles and learn more about meditating. Now, tomorrow we're going to talk about how do I meditate. Now, why is meditating important? Because it loads up your confession. Now, see, most people, they're just talking. They ain't got it based in truth. They're just parroting something. When you meditate, woo, you're molding it, sculpting it. Getting ready, and then you get ready for release, and boom, man, power is leaving your mouth. Amen? So you're going to be better. Let me just pray for you. You're going to be better at meditating. You're doing great, man. This is the stuff. This is how you do it. But what's a couple minutes a day? Two, three minutes a day on a week-long scripture, 52 scriptures at the end of the year. Man, I'm telling you what, you're going to start patching over, and you're painting on the canvas of the soul. Man, that thing messed me up. I was like, what, bro? He's like, yeah, you're meditating, you're fixing your mind on this image, and then it starts painting on the canvas of your soul. You start seeing who you really are. It's like you look at it's a law, man. You look at that book, that book's alive. It comes in your eyes and your ears. That's why you got to stay in the word. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for leading them and guiding them and helping them and rearranging their future so they could do and become everything you've called them to be. 
I thank you for your word being imparted into their spirit and now them meditating spiritually the correct, correct soul sight. I never said that day in my life. Thank you, God, that the word of God corrects my soul sight so I could see what you want me to see and be what you want me to become. I thank you, Lord, that we can only do it by revelation and power. Thank you for giving them both. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, tomorrow night, I'm going to be with you 7 p.m. online only. So don't come here. Ain't nobody going to be here. Amen. Come online. Watch it. Thanks for sharing. Share this now. Help somebody. Sharing's caring. We got to do our part. And don't forget, tomorrow night, Soul Summit, second night. We're only doing two nights. Amen. I'm doing Wednesday and Thursday. And then that's it. Down the road, I might do Tuesday or something, maybe add a three-day. But right now, that's what we're doing. Tomorrow's going to be confession is going to create brand new realities in your life. It's going to be awesome. I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.